mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Monster Fiends, and thank you for joining us for another deep dive factoid filled episode exploring Hollywood's most famous monsters. I am your Mistress of Ceremonies, Sam, and I am joined as always by Dan from Bleed and Marvelous. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Dan with the glasses on, Dan. Yeah, they're real, they're not a filter, just so people know, because everybody keeps telling me because they're bright green, they look like a filter pair of glasses. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Generally thought when you logged on, I was like, oh, different. <laughs> Snapchat, yeah, I'm going <laughs> down with the kids, me. Absolutely love them. Love the shirt as well. I forgot to mention that earlier with your little, Spirit little Halloween thing. trick or treat special. Oh, look Go at that. Watch the episode. Come back. Yeah. I'm just sitting here with me, Trumpy Jump Run, because I'm freezing. But <laughs> today is not a wants to fill factoid fills episode. <laughs> Today we are debuting a little segment we're going to be chucking in from here here and there, here and there, now and then. Now both. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a long day. And we have asked Mike, we did say this last week, but we've asked Mike from the Geek Slash Horror Asylum to pick a film for us. Any film. You just chuck a film our way and we are going to review it. And that's what we're doing today. And the movie that he chose was Anything for Jackson. So I'm going to get the disclaimer out of the way with. And then we are going to crack on into Anything for Jackson. Because I feel like we might have... I feel like you think we're not going to have a lot to say. I feel like we're going to have more than enough to say. Okay. (laughs) I wrote notes down that will literally blow your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So... Everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook page, Discord, or the comments section where we can have an open discussion. But what we won't have, though, is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. I really need to change the tone of my voice right now because I am sounding too... (laughs) <laughs> too posh for my liking. <laughs> and sorry, what was what was the end of that disclaimer? Oh, <clears throat> don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, that bit. Yeah, yeah, that bit, that bit, that bit. Right. So, anything for Jackson. This is a 2020 Shudder exclusive horror mystery, scoring an impressive 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's starring Julian Richins, Richins, Sheila McCarthy, and Constantine Metellos. What lengths would you go to for love? This monster's up north. Not off you. this crap, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, too much effort. Oh, too no. much effort. The, the, yeah. So do you want to give the synopsis of anything for Jackson? Right. Okay. Um, the one thing I do like about this, I will quickly preempt this before I say, is the age of the, the main protagonists in it. You very yeah. rarely find a film where the two main characters are of a grandparent's age, shall we Mm -hmm. say, or common grandparent's age. So I'm going to say that they're in their early 70s. I think that would be fair to... I think that would be fair to surmise. surmise. 
I'm just making words. <laughs> I'll just add that in the dictionary. It's fair to say. What can I yeah. say? My yeah. Um, so it's basically a pair of grandparents who lost their grandson um, tragically, and they are looking to find a way to bring their grandson back. Is really the synopsis, isn't it? That's it. Uh, that, that is the the ups and downs of it. Is they lost their grandson. It, the, the, I mean, the title really gives it away. Anything for Jackson. Their grandson's name's Jackson. Oh, spoiler! Spoilers! <laughs> spoilers <laughs> alert! Um, yeah. So, first off, first of the bat, I'm going to say this film is absolutely beautiful. Visionary wise, like um, the 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 house itself. Holy shit! That is a beautiful house. That is actually the director's house. Yeah, no, I director or the writers, one of the two's. Uh, is it? I wrote down their names. I think it's like Justin Dick and Kevin. Uh, yeah, Justin Dick and Keith Cooper were the writer and the director, and they both wrote or both directed. There was something where they both did one thing, but one of them did the other. Well, they're they're partners, and their their most famous titles are Hallmark Christmas movies. Us. Yeah. So these, you know, oh, them, 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 you know, horrible, horrible things that get shown at the Christmas time. And um, yeah, they're, they're really famous for doing them. So this is something completely different. This is kind of like their way of saying, we're going to step away from that. Yeah. And do this. And to be honest, it is a good start. I will, it was a really good start. I have, I have, I have a bit to see on this film because I did. I watched with intent eyes and I wrote notes as I went. Um, I just want to talk about the cast first. You mentioned the the elder, elder cast members, which yeah. is Julian Richards and Sheila McCarthy. Now, the second Sheila McCarthy came on the telly, and she, when she, it's not, it's when she's doing her little speech of, um, you have been brought into our residence, and we're not going to hurt you. I'm sitting there going. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. How the fuck do I know her? Exactly what I did. Is it the same film that I and I literally screamed? Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. No. It's good. She's it the mum. It was the day after tomorrow. Oh, really? <laughs> I could have just said that. <laughs> she was one of the ladies in the library, you know, when they all get into the, they finally get into the library and there's that big, oh, like, cast. Fucking- yeah um that's where i recognized her from but other than that you know when you she's just i think she's got one of those faces that you think you've seen her in everything but really yeah. you haven't you know so confessions of a genius drama queen that Lindsay lohan classic with uh, um yeah that one that one with their uh, megan a very young megan fox uh, she plays uh Lindsay lohan's mom and I, i'm not gonna lie i really like that film <laughs> you're allowed to like things it's so fun um so yeah i lost my mind when i realized it was her uh constantine metallis who plays the victim in all of this yeah what a fucking beautiful woman she is she had such a uniquely beautiful face you don't seem to think so you went really (laughs) quiet (laughs) i don't i don't think i even really it didn't register too much with me. I think I was concentrating so much on why is she there? <laughs> the rest of it, yeah. The, the like the the little because there's little things you've got to keep on top of during this film. And yeah. I think just looking out for so many different things, I don't think I was really paying attention too much. I, 
I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't think I don't think until the very end when I started having a look at like breakdown videos of how fucking clever this film actually is. Yeah. Um, which is such a shame because and I think that's my problem when I'm watching something new or look and I'm watching something that I have to review and make sure I've got notes because like my memory's shocking at the best of times. So I have to make notes that make sense to me as the film's going on so I can kind of keep track of things. I'm not, the, the bigger picture is going on around us and I'm missing it. So I was quite, I, I kicked myself a little bit on some of the videos because I needed the end. I needed to have like some kind of explanation of the ending because I couldn't quite make my mind up what it is I was looking at. Um, and everyone <laughs> said the tried. same. I've tried everywhere. Ending explained. You explain nothing. <laughs> Not one single thing. And I, I sat 25 minutes through this video for the ending to be explained and you said nothing. I feel like I got a good understanding of the ending, but it might just be my right. understanding of the ending and someone just validating and I'm going, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's it. I'm right. I'm completely right. But um, Constantina looked like... Oh, she do you know she, she really reminded us of the nun, you know, the actress who plays the nun. Bonnie Aaron's, yeah. Yeah, she really reminded us of her. Just this just the the shape of her face and kind of like her strong features. I was like, oh, oh, I see it. Um I generally thought it was an actress from The Walking Dead, but it's not. She has zero credits to her name. Um so they're your kind of three main people. Well, you see some thing- others. Yeah, I mean Julian Richens. Uh, if you if you don't know who he is, Julian Richens is death. Yeah, everything he's ever been in, he's played death, the Grim Reaper, the Ferryman. Yeah, the, that that his literally is his typecast. Really, I mean, he played the creepy janitor in um, Urban Legend. Yeah. He was in Supernatural. I think he was the death in Supernatural. Yeah. Masculine. Yeah, he was Doom Patrol. He was been in Doom Patrol, uh, Supernatural, American Gods, um, Dead Silence. You, you, there's just a huge the guy's credits for the amount of stuff. He's one of these guys. He's never played a lead role that I'm, you know, that I've been aware mm-hmm. of. I'm sure he has, but in the in the respect of what I see him, yeah, know him for he's he's always been small bit parts, but you know. So you see him and you go, oh, it's that creepy looking guy again. <laughs> so, and, and I totally get the creepy, the creepiness in this to a certain degree, but I got like a lot of warmth from him. Yeah, because the, the how it turns out towards the end when you actually find out what's going on. Uh-huh. So, I get a lot of warmth from him. Yeah. Um, you've also got uh, the guy who played Ian, the crazy ginger guy. Oh, my God. Home over. He, I couldn't place him either because there's a guy on YouTube and, and TikTok that does stupid stuff like sees how many elastic bands he can fit around a watermelon and he looked like him and you know when you can't place people and then yeah. I thought, oh, he's been in something so I had to look and have you seen the um, clusterfuck that was Raccoon City, the Resident Evil Raccoon City movie? Oh, I've, well, I saw a lot of videos on TikTok of the dance, the song some sort, kind yeah. of song that was played. Well, he was in that. Not a very big part. He plays like a crazy scientist that cracks cracks the case, and that's why she comes to back to Raccoon City to right. find her brother and blah, blah blah blah. Anyway, it's him. He's he's in it. Um, and and you know when you're just like trying to place somebody, the guy who played the one of the um mm. demons is yeah. the 
he also played the jangly man in scary stories oh, tell in the dark i've he gone was, really cold inside he was also baba yaga um, yeah. in the hellboy movies his name is uh, troy james and he's a contortionist by yeah. by trade that's what he does um he i think he's fantastic fuck. yeah oh 100 but him and that film can go and fuck right off <laughs> he was mike he was also one of mike flanagan's he was in the midnight club so really? yeah I, I he was in one of the stories you know they all told stories oh gosh yeah so, i um, can't I, I like yes i know i've watched it but i can't fuck me like with me if i've only watched it once yeah i've never seen it at all <laughs> um oh yeah i will talk about him in a minute but yeah yeah you just made my insides go fucking cold <laughs> um yeah don't get us wrong this this movie was it was like not scary scary but it had its moments of oh, oh. and it's the best way to describe it yeah the teeth I mean, lady can get in the fucking bin <laughs> i think it was really clever in the fact that the majority of it was based in one room yeah however you did get exterior shots you got his office mm-hmm. uh, you got the kitchen you know that's it wasn't really a large set because it was filmed in the houses yeah so it was there that that was it um i think the house so everything apart from the bedroom is the actual house yeah the bedroom is whoever the house didn't belong to it's the other person's yeah bedroom and that is literally it you have his office, which I think is just kind of like a general office space. But what I found really beautiful about it was the um, the aesthetic of it all. Ma- the color matches everything. Mm-hmm. Like the, the from the house to his office, there's no difference in color. Everything's like very bright, mm. in the sense of not bright as in like contrast is turned no clean and clinical yes and it's crisp as well everything's kind of crisp and i really appreciated that with this film and this is probably i think within the first five minutes i was like i feel like i'm gonna like this just just based on the aesthetics alone i feel like i'm gonna like this i think it was a bit of a shock though because the way that they set up the beginning just an old couple in their kitchen having a chat just about having, just having breakfast and then they get really giddy and they're like oh she's here she's here she's here so you think to yourself oh who's coming you know someone's bringing some kids around or the, the kid you know their, their daughter's here and she's bringing mm-hmm. some kids and next thing you see is um julian whose name's henry in this so yeah i remember to call him henry henry pulling this woman this pregnant woman in like with his arm around her neck and his hand over her mouth and then Audrey's trying to whack around the head with, <laughs> with a candlestick. And I was like, what are you doing, sweetheart? Um, that flipped pretty quickly. I was like, it's, it's literally the opening scene. Yep. You are flung straight in at the opening scene. And this lovely, they just look like a normal, everyday couple is hurling this poor pregnant lady down the basement. Well, the inter- no, they put her into the lift. Oh, that's right. It's a lift. So the yeah. house, is, you find out why the lift's there yeah. later on. I mean, to be fair, that house needed a lift because it was massive. It was like maybe three, four stories high. Like it was huge. Like that, yeah. Weirdly built as well. Like I loved it as I kind of, you know, weird. I love weird houses and shapes. I think they're great. Um, so, yeah, I can't remember what the girl's name was. 
Oh, God, I did write it down. Hang on. I do have Audrey and Henry written down. Shannon. Shannon, that's it. So poor Shannon finds herself tied up in a bed with this woman coming in with this pre-written script, which I could not stop fucking laughing at. <laughs> it was very well done. I yeah. Audrey just... in a little woolly cardie. Yeah, little sitting down. Little yeah. old lady, little old nana, sitting down in a chair, reading out. We're not here to hurt you. <laughs> You've just got your handcuffed to a bed. Yeah. Um, and she it's just a brilliant speech of... Oh, hang on. Oh, that was it. Um, Dr. Walsh is not here yet. Oh, hang on. Henry's not here yet. Henry's not here. We're going to have to wait a minute. And she waits and she pauses and then she goes, and this is Henry, as you will know, Dr. Walsh. Because it turns out that Henry is a pregnancy uh, gynecologist or an OBGYN or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever it is they, they have in America. Um, and he had technically pre-picked Shannon Um for the purpose that they need her for yeah um and he was trapping her it doesn't come quite clear straight away why they want that but um as shannon's laying in bed and having this beautiful speech read out to her she clocks what can only be described as milky bar kid part two (laughs) no glasses yeah. No gla- yeah, no glasses, Milky Bar. I actually just put creepy Milky Bar kid He's on me. He's stroking her face, isn't he, to start? Yeah. Like proper... Yeah. He starts talking to her. A little creep. Um, and Audrey realises that she can see this little boy because then we soon find out that little boy is a ghost. <laughs> of he is. Yeah. A lot of ghosts in this. More ghosts than I actually realised was yeah. in this film, and um, but yes, that is that was little Jackson sitting on the floor, and I don't think it comes clear at, even at that point what the plan is. Just no. that we're not going to hurt you. We're definitely not going to hurt your baby. Um, but that there was nothing kind of laid out even at that point as to why um why she was there i did like the line when she's screaming um jesus jesus help us and she went good no we don't use that we don't use that name in this house (laughs) it's like when you come into my house no no don't we don't use that name in this house i turn into bloody what's the name from uh family guy no 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 (laughs) (laughs) so what we do find out about the lovely audrey and henry is that in their grief, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the right or wrong way um, to handle grief, but, you know, you do you. They decided to join a Satanist group. Yeah. And I guess it kind of would make sense because, you know, their God is gone. You know, they, their God just took their child, their, their grandchild away from them. Born again Satanists, aren't they? Yeah. Who go to this lovely little community centre in the middle of town to have their little Sabbath meeting, which just tickled me pink. Do you know what I wrote for that? Uh, it says here, um, bloody fake Satanist kill star wearing motherfuckers. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I wrote down there. And I was like... But you, if if anyone wants a transcript of my um of my notes, I am more than happy to give them because it starts off with normal house slash people. What the fuck with the girl? 
Who's dropped her off? Creepy Milky Bar Kid. Audrey and Henry, in brackets, Dr. Walsh. The need to bring their grandson back. Oh my God, that kid is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then, ha ha, don't use Jesus. It literally goes down this line. Um, And the next one was, oh my God, that receptionist. I wanted to punch her face in so badly. She was so annoying. I was like, I wouldn't employ her. You would not keep her goddamn mouth shut. It's one of those people who were... in your head, you're like, don't fucking ask the question. And the other person's like, I'm just going to ask the question repeatedly. <laughs> and remind you how stupid you oh, are for getting. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you're the dumbass, not me. I didn't make a mistake. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout it out to everyone. I didn't make a mistake here. He made the mistake. Yeah. So Shannon, who is under the care of Dr. Walsh, didn't appear for her appointment. The police come and knocking. And... He brushes it off with, yeah, Shannon passed my house, cancelled the appointment, done and dusted, kept us in custard. All's good. Yeah, the receptionist, she didn't cancel it. She didn't, she yeah. didn't cancel the appointment. What are you talking about? Did you see her? When did you see her? Did she ring? How did it? Shut the fuck up, receptionist. <laughs> yeah, see, see, you, there's a big hole here and you're dropping me right in it, love. So just, yeah, so oh. shut the fuck up. And he's such a respected man. I guess he really generally could have gotten away with it. And she's not dead. She's not dead. She's still alive. Yeah. So... She didn't go any further than his house, so she did get to his house, so he wasn't kind of lying there. No, not at all. Um, So we uh, we find out that Audrey and and Henry have joined the Satanist group because they have heard that they can bring people back from the dead. There is a book. um, They found out that this book, there's like thousands and thousands of years. It's it's basically the Necronomicon. He went to Jerusalem. Bloody Jerus- went to Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem apparently, and um, or somewhere like that, yeah, and um, and bought it because he, you know, it was their life savings. They spent on this book mm-hmm. to try and, um, you know, to hope that it was real um, when they brought it back with them. And then it's just before they go to that meeting, you see Audrey bring a crow back to life or something, don't you? Yeah, she didn't just bring one crow back to life. She bought fucking hundreds. <laughs> She's been doing it. It was how I even wrote down how blase she been about bringing the dead back. She was just like, just wait there, watch this. You know, pricks herself, gives her the blood, and then all of a sudden this fucking crow comes back to life, and she's like, "Look what I did!" And he's just standing there, like absolute amazement, and he's like, "How do you? How have you done this?" She went, "I've been doing this all morning." <laughs> and he's like, "Should we be doing this?" And she's like, "Oh,", oh and she brushes him off, doesn't she? She's yeah, like, this... very much like, "Of course, of course, it's not a problem," you know. And you're, in your head, you're going, "Morally, um, should we be doing this? Should you? I mean, just because you can, just because you can, exactly." There's a lot. There's a lot about Henry. Um, he's not so obviously. He's very much on board with it, but he has a lot of doubt in his heart. And his little hearts of all hearts, um. But as you, as the film progresses, mm. anything for her. There is no shift in that man's loyalty, and that man's love and affection, uh, affection for his wife. She is everything to him, and it whatever should... she wants, she gets. It should have been called anything for Audrey, not anything yeah. for Jackson. Absolutely, because oh. she, yeah, Bing, that was clever. Sorry. <laughs> For anyone listening on audio, my cat is trying to open a door but manages to close it. Um, yeah, so he is he doesn't waver from her, even he might have all the doubt in the world, yeah, and he might question things, but he it always comes back around to no, no, Audrey, we're doing this for you, yeah. 
so it's like they brush it off and and and, and he just goes with it like okay right yeah and then off they trot to their cape wearing kill staff meeting um glory and- be to satan hail satan it's there was sitting in a community center yeah basically with black candles and a bloody cloak it's like ugh. all right yeah okay <laughs> You it know, was like okay. if you if you want your stereotypical looking satanist, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you were looking right at the but yeah, very much kill star wearing motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, they do what I would call is fake rituals to um, pledge their allegiance <laughs> yeah. to the dark to the dark lord. Pledge themselves to the dark lord, yes, um, and and give themselves over because. With all due respect to these two, they are very naive, I think. And that that is a story, that is a theme that plays along with these two. Whilst Henry is a doctor, he's got all the, you know, he's got a lot going on upstairs. He knows what he's talking about. When it comes to this sort of stuff, they're incredibly naive. They don't yeah. know what they're dabbling in. And no. they think that this little Sunday cult they've joined is the real deal is the real thing and a anyone who understands anything is just like no they are they are the posers of the you know they're the instagram <laughs> the, the so, instagram tiktoky yeah generation of now if you want to have a really good in-depth look at the church of satan then please check out hail satan the documentary oh on there's Netflix. the temple of satan my... temple of satan yeah yeah a satanic yeah. temple, yeah. I, I ain't no, I ain't no satanist. Pagan all the way, baby. Um, so. <laughs> that, that's, therein lies the difference, though. Satanists yeah. are the Anton LaVey followers. Yes. Um, temple of Satan, we don't really have a name. We're no. not really... Um... It's a, <laughs> We're not Satanists, it, yeah. No, it's, it, it's not. It's not. In the grand scheme of it, it really isn't. If you go and have a look... Honestly, watch a documentary. It's fucking fantastic. great. But just, Brilliant. It just gives you such a great outline of the what you are to what you're not. And Anton LaVey being the fucking crazy sex magic uh, little yeah. demon bald-headed man that he was um, <laughs> created a scare tactic amongst the Christians. And Because he got these, off on it. Exactly, because he's, he's fucking um, batshit crazy. Um, but this documentary explains the different and to be honest everything that is said it's like morally that is how you should be yeah Yeah. there's there's no fine line in it to sum it up basically the the satanic temple is whatever you put out you expect back be it bad or good your body is your body and yours alone you no one gets dominion over it you're the only person who gets to say what goes with it but um you, you just that that is it you know you have seven tenants you live by mm-hmm. um and they all basically sum up to those two things your body is yours and yours alone um and if you are actively going out there to offend people or be a dick you have to expect that someone else is going to offend you and be back yeah. be a dick to you back and uh another one is that you have to believe that everything is um if it's been scientifically proven, then it must be real. Oh yeah, science matters. Basically, there, there's I can't think of the wording of the tenant, but it's something along the lines of that. Um, it's not for us to question science; we have to question 
everything else. I know, I know, I know exactly what yeah. you're trying to say. I just, it's like, you know, been to work today. You know, trying to get words out is can be sometimes somewhat difficult. Um, yeah. but the documentary is absolutely fantastic. It is such a, it's just kind of like a breath of fresh air to listen. And I love the fact that the um, so when you mentioned that you put out what you get and expect it back on you, they kind of had this the same thing with their statue. So they wanted, you know, they Bathomet is the statue of the church. Yeah, I'm making sure I'm right. I don't want to. I don't want to cross the Satanists. It's the very one um, me and Rob got engaged in front of. Oh my god, it is temple. Yeah. Yes. Well, they want the statue to be on display. They wanted it outside. Why would they not? If the Christians can have theirs, then why can't they have theirs? Mm-hmm. And that's what the documentary is kind of like following along. Is that kind of procedure? And um, the the statue itself, the Bathomet statue, is fucking beautiful. Like Dan can obviously vouch for it. She cried in front of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, uh, yeah, that was ugly crying, but it was laughing as well, so that's fine. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, uh, the, the thing that I also find um, a little bit uh, is mm. that um, Lucian Graves, he sued the makers of Sabrina for using oh, hey. Baphomet, the, the actual physical statue of the one that we see mm-hmm. in the temple they used in Sabrina. Yeah. And it is our it is. It's our our that we I say we, it's the proverbial we. They own it basically. Yeah. They they own that image. And so they actually got as far as I'm aware, it's going it's either gone to trial or going to trial. And I know oh. they had to remove a lot of the things they they either took it out completely for the following season or they had to do some changes to it or something. I can't remember how it went down. I but, can't um, remember that season just yeah. so bitterly disappointed me towards the end, but I do oh, remember terrible. the first season it being very much like there. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful yeah. statue, mm-hmm. beautifully crafted. Um, and that is a honestly brilliant documentary. I don't know if Netflix still has it on, but it is a Netflix documentary. It's probably bounded um, around on um, Amazon it, somewhere now. It'll be somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, they kind of, if you want to, if you want to get into, you know, the, the real part of Satan, the Satanist church, the Satanist church, I hate, ugh, satanic <laughs> church, then that documentary is the way to go. Not what these guys did in this movie. No. Very, very polar opposite. Very polar opposite. This is more your Anton LaVey. Um, you've got to sacrifice blood to get what you want. You know, you have to bleed for the things you need or want, according to Anton. Um, and that was sort of the the theme about these kind of satanists so yeah it goes to a part then where you get this weird guy who keeps hassling henry about who is that? i'm like what the fuck has rory got to do with anything rory he said no leave him alone he don't want you to shuffle his pavement gone i know it. the guy was trying to be kind but how many times does henry have to say no thank you audrey ill please get off my drive. I just want to leave and go to work. But no, fucking this dude is just standing there. He Honestly, he just appears out of nowhere and the fucker doesn't disappear until he eventually does. But yeah. he, <laughs> he doesn't go. He's so annoying. Um, this is about the time where... So the, have they done the ritual yet? This is about it, I think. This is about the it's ritual this, time. Yeah. So Audrey's already tested her luck with the the birdies and that's worked so now 
now it's time to reveal the grand plan. And that is to use Shannon's baby as a vessel to bring their grandson back to life. Yes. So when they said they weren't going to hurt the baby and they're not going to hurt Shannon, they generally meant it. They're not. Very, they're very much taken care of her because they're going to put, is it their soul? Jackson's it, ghost into the baby something. I, it, it, yeah, the soul, I suppose, yeah. The soul, yeah. Gonna trans- they're going to put Jackson in there somehow. Yeah. And they do this, they do the, they do the ritual. She says the words and there is some things that were changed in there. So it's obviously it's in Latin. Um, and there's a, it is the Latin saying for whatever it is she's saying, but the writers included another Latin saying that says, thank you for paying attention. Yeah. So it's anyone who can read Latin or understand it. There's a little something, something in there for them to say, thank you for paying attention. <laughs> yeah, because they've set up like this little pentagram on the floor. And in one part of the pentagram, you've got um one of Jackson's toys. And in the oh, other- yeah, that's right. And then the other half of the pentagram, you've got the the heart. Now, they didn't say where this heart comes from. They haven't said whether it's human, cow, whatever. I'm going to say it looked human, but I'm leaning to think that it was probably, knowing these two, it wouldn't have been a human heart. They would have got like a cow or a pig or something. I can't see where. Huh? I forgot about the heart. (laughs) Well, they, they both offer their blood and they put it on the heart. And then. They read the words. They read the words. And. And yeah, it gets weird. It gets really fucking weird, really, really fucking quick. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, as she's reading the words, and you know the, the room's like mm-hmm. taking effect, and all of a sudden, a big fuck off demon just stands next to her. It looked like, do you know, like a it looked. What it reminded me of was a cross between an old fashioned plague mask, but a raven yeah. skull at the same time. It was like I got very Norse of it. I felt like very, yeah. very Norsey, like kind of like crow. Oh, it's probably Egyptian is what I'm thinking of, actually. Probably not Norse at all. It'll be Egyptian. So, yeah. Because it was it... like, it had like... Um, I can picture it in my head now. All the sinew on the skull. But mm. it looked like it had like a plague doctor hat and the cloak on. And it was holding like a lantern. It looked like it was holding a lantern. It was it, because... It was this leaning is... over and looking at her belly, wasn't he? Yeah, because this is the demon surgeant. Oh, is this what? Because that was what I was trying to do: find some information on the the demons. Yeah. But I, I couldn't. So he is the demon surgeon. He is the unlocker of doorways to tormented souls. Ah, explains, that explains a lot. what Ian said. Then doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It explains a lot. You don't know that <laughs> while he's standing there, but that's what he is. He's the unlocker of doors of tormented souls, and she just screams in his face. Fair, I think you, I probably would, but well, what did you expect? At the <laughs> you are dealing with the dark arts or the dark arts if you're talking in Harry yeah. Potter talk. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> My voice won't let us dark arts. There we go. Um, and so if you're dealing with that, then expect some fucking shit to go down. I think she was just so focused on Jackson. I don't think she thought about the consequences other than that. No. So she was just so focused on getting Jackson in spirit into the 
the baby the transfer she didn't think about uh, all the other possibilities of all the other thousand Mm-mm. things that could happen Mm-mm. so she's so selfish in that respect she, yeah she's so selfish and to, both of them are was more than her more on her side because i feel like this is her idea she's pushed it she's looked into it she's the one who said this is what we need to do and he's just gone along for the road because like he says at the end of the film it's anything for her but it's through guilt this it's so, through it? guilt she, it's through it's guilt through, it, this, the themes of this film is loss grief and guilt I, from what I read, now I don't think they, I can't remember if they say it in the film, but from my understanding is that Audrey was driving the car that crippled her daughter and killed her grandson. And that's why she felt the guilt um, and and she felt the need to do all of this because it was her fault, as she sees it, that this happened. So So the reason, because Shannon asked the question later on, because it's like, the daughter's quite alluded to isn't it she goes silent whenever the daughter is brought up it's just a no-go topic but she finally lets it go and explains because she she and her i felt like we're we're creating a bit of a bond Mm. and the question that she asked them later on about staying i generally think she meant it i think it's think she was down to a degree though isn't yeah, it yeah uh, massively um but she explains that a daughter was in an accident um that killed jackson and it but it didn't kill her it left her in a vegetable state where the whole house hence the reason the lift had to be modified for her she wasn't she wasn't living more she was existing there was yeah. just nothing there and she she eventually died and she was the reason that could because she asked the question why why aren't you bringing your daughter back did you and see how like, she died uh, yeah did i she threw herself down the um, oh down the lift down the lift shaft yeah yeah in the house so yes you would wouldn't you <laughs> i think i feel i would it's it's one of those things isn't it you know when you're in i mean to be honest i would like... never know unless i was ever put in that position so might as well retract them words but <laughs> But yeah, it's um they 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 she, she befriends Shannon and Audrey and Shannon do sort of get a bit of a bond. But after this like um ritual, Shannon's coughing up blood. Yeah. Um, the guys just the the weird Raven plague doctor opener of the the doors and gates. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Jackson and they're calling him over like in spirit form and they're calling him over and he just goes poof just and you don't see him again. Till the very end yeah and it's like he was hiding or something it looked like he ran away or he was hiding or i, I couldn't work it i out. mean you would from that big fuck off demon that's just come <laughs> into the bedroom because i would have run away so shannon yes for all that she has the incident with the blood and she, she she's still alive yeah and all of a sudden audrey um oh that's it dr walsh puts the stethoscope to hear that the baby's still alive as well and as Audrey listens to it is convinced that that's Jackson's heart yeah because a grandmother would know her grandson's heart apparently yeah (laughs) I don't think that's the case Mm, no I think if you want something to be true you'll believe anything it's you're absolutely right um so yeah that happens and to be honest the next scene is almost like 
nothing had happened. They don't even bring up the fact of what they saw in the bedroom. Mm. It's never alluded to again. No, yeah. it's and I found that a lot through this. Things that happen don't get talked about. So the next incident is the lady in the bathroom. I think it's from a psychological point of view, though, just going back to that quickly. Oh, yeah. Because clearly Audrey's never dealt with the grief. Audrey has never, um, mm -hmm. she's never sought counselling. She's never talked about it full stop, really. No. Um, whereas I feel like maybe Henry had accepted what had happened and maybe dealt with it in his own way. Yeah. So that's why he was more at peace than Audrey was. So that's why I feel like there's this theme where something happens and they don't talk about it. Something happens, they don't talk about it. And then their face oh, confronts it at the end because yeah. of what they've done. But like, yeah. yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense because yeah. he he does seem more well put together in his grief, but she just looks like she's trying to reverse it. Mm -hmm. I will find any way just to get out of this pit. And I get it. I have felt that feeling before that I will do anything. I would offer anything to get out of this pain. And she is exactly in that place. But unfortunately, in this story, she actually has the opportunity to just, just to try it. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, the is it the net is it is the lady in the bathroom the next bit? It is. Yeah. When um, I need to get this Henry's in bed and he wakes up and he looks over and he sees who he thinks is Audrey over the sink. Uh, but you keep hearing these weird little clinky clonky noises, don't you? Like tiny little <laughs> ding, ding noises. Yeah. And he starts talking to her about the night before, doesn't he? He says something along the lines of that that was crazy. Can you believe what happened? So it, was, it, was, it wasn't even like oh, it wasn't even like Jesus Christ, we should never do that again ever in our entire life. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? It, it was just like, oh God, and you know, this this is E, can you E, can you believe we <laughs> did that pet? E and then, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> and then his phone rings. And it's Audrey. It's Audrey. She's downstairs bringing in the groceries. I was like, Henry, what time are you sleeping into, you lazy sod? If she's gone out and done the food shop and you're still in bed, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mister. But, yeah, that, that's not that's not Audrey. It's not that's Audrey. somebody else. And yeah. the clinky clunky noise that you can hear is a fucking teeth coming out. Because what she's been doing at the sink while he's been talking to her is brushing her teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I'm going to vom everywhere. And as she heads towards him, she's flossing and flicking the teeth out. Like every and her mouth like, is like and, cut to fucking shit as well. And there's teeth falling on the floor and her mouth's all like, all she does is obsessively floss at that point. And I was like, and, and Henry literally just literally falls out of bed out of shock. And like, and then Audrey's suddenly there and she's gone, this, this teeth lady. But then something happens to Audrey as well. Yeah, so, yeah. She's... I am. I'm just trying to get over the teeth, lady. Sorry. <laughs> so, wow. When I was watching it, me um the movie kept buffering and it buffered right on the fucking point where she turned around. So I snapped a picture and sent it to Dan and went perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> teeth, ladies, at it again. Oh God, something about teeth, man. Something yeah. about teeth. I could just, even though I've got this beautiful necklace, tooth necklace, I love it. But just something about actual teeth in that. Nah. What happened to Audrey? Um, she was there was a knock at the door, and Audrey oh, went after it. Fuck me! And this spooked me mind. 
there was a tiny, when I say tiny, five, six-year-old kid with a traditional boo ghost sheet over with the big black eyes. They weren't like empty eyes. They were like drawn on black eyes with a little trick-or-treat pumpkin. Yeah. And it kept saying, trick-or-treat, trick-or-treat. And she was like, this isn't funny. It's not it's gone that or it's not that time yet or it's just no it was this isn't funny that's really cruel you need to leave and then she shut the door and then bang 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 on the back door and she opened the back door and the kid's there again on the other side of the house on the other door and there's like no way the kid could have made it around there that quickly and then the next thing you know you you hear bang 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 and all this kid keeps saying is trick or treat trick or treat trick or treat next thing you know the, the she looks into the lift door and the kid is in the lift door but as the kid, like, as she's sort of backing off, you notice that the, the boo ghost is getting taller and taller and taller. And when the ghost comes out of the door, it's got to be at least seven or eight feet tall. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, like, towering over her going, trick or treat, trick or treat. And I was like, oh, that's messed up. But apparently that was supposed to be her daughter. So, yeah, because she mentions later on when she finally opens up to Shannon about her daughter is that she wore and I think this is her her way of trying to identify to us what the fuck she meant by that's really cruel you shouldn't do that yeah um is that her daughter for Halloween used to always dress up as a spooky ghost with a white sheet on (laughs) and she said I tried my best to get her in and this kind of just describes the kind of people that they probably were as opposed to the people that they are now she was like I was trying to get her in princess dresses and and little girly stuff, but no, she just wanted to wear this ghost outfit. And then I decided not to fight it because she needs to be who she is. And um, it was a beautiful, lovely conversation between the two of them, but it really explained, it gave me a bit more insight as to who they were. To be honest with you, it's a bit, I can appreciate it because I was the kid that dressed up as Frankenstein when I was, um, there's a photograph of me somewhere. It was a Halloween, I think it was like brownies, like Halloween brownies back you in like brownies. the you early 90s. And uh, I'm dressed as, like my sister's dressed as a devil. You know, she's got a nice little red dress on. She was she was two years younger than me. Oh. And then there's me, full on bolts through the neck. You know, I've got <laughs> bloody scars all over my face, painted myself green, had denim on. Because obviously back then you couldn't, you know, we didn't have blazers and stuff like that. You, denim you know, and leather, man, or big leather. I had big platform boots on and I had some jeans on and I had, you know, it was like my own version that didn't cost too much. I think my mum was like, you're not cutting anything up and you're not wearing a bin bag. So, Oh, well, that was that was just my fucking Halloween. That's like the, the Northeast trademark of Halloween costumes was a black bin bag, a witch's fucking fingernails, witch's, witch's hat. It was the black... Um, like like plasticky black hat with yeah. the green hair yeah. coming down the fingernails and a fucking no. bin bag. I can smell oh. the hair. I can smell the hair. I can feel it. Fucking oh, horrible no. texture. Mm-hmm. And because uh, pumpkins, I don't know the story of pumpkins to turnips because we didn't do turnips. We didn't do pumpkins as a kid. We were turnip kids. I don't know if that is a, the traditional lantern. Yeah, they were here. Turnips were the traditional yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, I always remember because there was such a bitch trying to get the string around <laughs> the top in order for it. Because turnips are fucking heavy. Like, really heavy. And they used to tip forward all the time. So guarantee that 
you know, that candle wasn't staying lit for very long. Yeah. And my poor parents having to carve that out. I bet they were fucking pleased when pumpkins came along and it's like, oh, this is so much easier. <laughs> but yeah, that was a staple of Northeast dress up. I remember um, when I was at college, I did a, no, I wasn't at college. I was at school going to the college that I would end up going to, to go and do drama at. And I was only, I was only about 10, 10 years old or something. And I was in so in awe of this, like the college kids putting on like a performance and it was a full on like, um like a most like interactive performance. And I was just so, and I was like, oh, God, this is what I'm going to do. And I did end up actually doing it but I was like this is my this is what I want to do but I was I wanted to so badly just ask so many questions but I was so fucking nervous I end up going how did you get your fingernails so long and they were like it's just the plastic ones from Halloween store and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) I always remember being that one of my cringiest moments of like I was so excited to like ask all these questions and that was the only one that came out and I knew the fucking answer to it. <laughs> it happens. It does. <laughs> it happens. It does. But that fucking scene, man, when he got bigger and he's like, Drake Cartridge, like, fuck off. Get back in the lift. While that's all going on, then you have Mr. Troy upstairs doing his so, yeah, she, nonsense don't so you Sh- shannon doesn't get left out of this either no she gets a good old uh oh she gets a bit of a chomping on um <laughs> yeah yeah that, i actually wrote for this part what the fuck is under the bed well this was the bit where you start to realize things aren't all as they seem i mean whilst you really can... this <laughs> bit <laughs> for me yeah because this one's different yeah when you see the other ones you're like okay Weird raven, plague doctor dude, uh, yeah. kid dressed as ghost turns into bigger ghost. This one is you can blatantly see what this is. This is a yeah. suicide. Yes, this, yes, this is a suicide. Hundred percent, um, you can see it. Um, but to me, what it looked like, what and I got really strong vibes of. Um, oh God, was it the Last of Us? The clickers for some. I, I got that. I got um oh gosh, it's in it's it's squashed in my brain the other day and now I can't remember what it was. Teeth, I'm just thinking of teeth help. Was that a no <laughs> pin pinhead? What the Hell fuck raise. is what what's pinhead? Yeah, Hellraiser, but what are they? Cenobites. Get off the monitor, Binksy. Um yes, Cenobites, yes, that's the that's what I got. Was that yeah. kind of it's it the was movements. The, it's the movement. It's the chattering of the teeth. Yeah, because he was. It was just a a guy. I say just a guy. Troy James is about six foot. He's between he was, six, four, six, seven. He's a big. He's a, he's a, a monster really of a man. Um, but he was famous. He's, he's done loads of stuff. Like we said earlier at the beginning, he was actually on America's Got Talent, and he managed to make people feel sick on that, which I thought was brilliant. Um, he has a bag over his head yeah um, he does and that's literally like a plastic bag uh and it's secured around his neck all the, the whole time he's doing all this it doesn't it doesn't come off um he's fully clothed he's got like a vest top on uh, and and some jeans or car keys or whatever they call yeah and um he 
contorts his body into like weird like gymnastic bridge positions and then he's clicking his body all around so i see what you mean by like the jerky movement the jerkiness the in the clickiness of everything um he does one of the hey man <laughs> just sitting on my monitor he does one of the no you're gonna have to get down um he does one of the greatest spider walks i've ever seen he does he's actually stuck on my jumper right go 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 Sorry, no more. <laughs> um, oh, you little shitbag. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he does one of the greatest spider walks I've ever seen because that really unsettled us, and it's right towards the camera as well. Yeah. But he has this unique thing of it's the way he turns himself into be able to do the spider walk. Yeah, where he like dis um, dislocates his shoulders and can dislocate his elbows. And he completely turns his arms all the way around the wrong way. And, and then, then he can flip out underneath that arm and then bring his entire body back around the other way. Even if you don't want to watch this film, just try and find that scene because it is so, it's unsettling, but it is actually quite intriguing at the same time. It's like, how in the fuck is he doing that? Um, I did he, freak out. I did freak out when he went towards our belly. Yeah, it was this bit when, when he, he is probably the first ghost where you realise he's trying to get into the baby as well. Yes. There's a, there's a lot of people after this baby. Yeah, he he starts chewing on Shannon's stomach, the pregnant stomach. Um, although I don't know how, because his teeth aren't on the outside of the carrier bag, but still, that's neither here nor there. He starts trying to chew on her belly, and you can see all the blood pooling out, and you start to think, oh, Jesus. And then next thing you know, uh, she's screaming up, and then I think Henry comes running in and, and Audrey, and then she's gone, isn't she? Just yeah. gone. Everything's gone. gone. So for all the, the things that... Hmm. Okay. I have a question later on then. So yes, everything disappears, like nothing had just happened, but she's still screaming her head off. Um, does the bite mark disappear? Because I don't think no. it does. No, it doesn't, does it? Because he says, I've sewn her up. She'll be fine. Don't She'll worry. Be... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, then... Okay, then that's not going to answer my question. Then my question's already been answered in my own head. Oh, don't you start? Um. So yeah, that was a that was a that was probably one of the most creepiest moments of the movie. Like teeth lady aside, that's just that's just gory as fuck. There's just no <laughs> need for that. But where it comes to like, oh shit, the bed, what's going on here? That was one of their moments. Yeah. Um. I think that's when they realise it's got a bit out of hand at that do you, point. Do you think? Yeah, because Ian turns up on the doorstep. Fuck me, this this guy. <laughs> this guy. Honestly, he looks like an absolute drip when you first meet him because he has this book that Audrey lent him. And no, Audrey lent the book off him and she goes to give it back. And he's like, oh, you you can just keep that. And she's like, well, I've read it. I don't, I don't want to keep it. And he's like, no... You keep that. And I'm like, oh, hey, you mate, you didn't fucking want your book. Take it. Because, uh, it's just yeah. a bit of a drip. And then all of a sudden he turns into fucking the Satanist expert. Yeah, I mean, he was he was in their fake, their fake Killstar group. And then he, um, they ring him because they think he's the one with the most knowledge. So they ring him to find out <laughs> what what's happened because obviously they realise that things have got a bit crazy. And he turns up on their doorstep and um, he's a bit sheepish and they show him the book and uh, he says to them, well, you've got 
about 10 different languages, dialects. It's written all over the place, you know. Mm -hmm. What you could have done is open technically the gates to purgatory, which is mm -hmm. what they have done here. They have yeah. basically made Shannon's baby fair game now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, open. It's open for everyone. Yeah, and it feels like the house now, or oh, Binksy man, it feels like the spirit of the house is starting to have a bit of fun too, because we soon get the police lady knocking at the door. Yeah, and the police lady goes to arrest Henry because she finds Shannon. It's Rory just before this though. Yes, yes, yes. So the yeah. guy, the guy who. Wants to shovel the snow for some ungodly... And just keeps showing up at the most inconvenient <laughs> times, shows up at the house again, and he's like, I'm going to do this job for you. No, 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 Henry. I'm going to do this job. And Henry finally just gives the foot. He just gives in. Fine, fucking do it. And he does. And it's a wood chipper. Yeah. And he's he's chipping some wood. And he turns around to Henry and Audrey and says, was that Jackson? Because Jackson's coming back to you. Yeah. You've done the right thing. You've, You've done, done the right thing. thing. He's coming back for you. And then all of a sudden, he puts his fucking head in the wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> now, did that give you Omen vibes? It's all yeah. for you. It's, it's all, all for you, you Damien. That's exactly where my mind went when I watched that little bit, where he just went, you know, and then he just went, boof, through his <laughs> head in the wood chipper. And part of me was like, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. They just keep killing themselves. <laughs> I felt, yeah, I got that. Anytime woodchippers come into it, that's the first thing I think of is Tucker and Dale and the whole it's all for you, Damien. Um that and then just what the fuck did you just do? Because <laughs> you don't really have a sense of the see, this is where I think it's missing such a big part, is the explanation of the ghosts. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot that was explained to me after the fact. And if yeah. I knew it while we were watching it, maybe it would have made... Because there was... There, I'm going to say it now. There's actually more ghosts in that house than what you see. Yeah, you get alluded to a lot more in the background and stuff like uh -huh. that. It's very much like Flanagan's um, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Or the Haunted of Hill House. They, Haunted um... Hill House. And it's very much like that. There's a lot of ghosts within this house that you are not seeing because you are not looking. It's like the whole thing with the ritual. It yeah. was right there and it was right there in front of us. We just, we weren't looking for it. Yeah. And if I knew that the ghosts were so much more than, look at the control it had over Rory. And it felt like the house had a bit to do with it as well. Like the house was its own character. I think so. I think that's what, I mean, I, yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> So much of it is based in the bedroom where um Shannon is literally chained to the bed. Um, mm -hmm. but this is outside of it. Yeah, Rory. This is a bit where you get a stark contrast from it being quite dark in the bedroom to being outside where there's snow everywhere and it's white, and then you get all the red where Rory's mm -hmm. just thrown himself in. So Henry takes Rory's body and goes and disposes of it, and then he gets a phone call from the policewoman saying, "I'm coming around your house," and he's like. Fuck. I've got a fucking hand in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> he then runs, which I take my hat off to Rory, uh, to Henry for running. He runs all the way back from wherever the hell he buried uh, Rory. Um, buried or just left? Uh, <laughs> covered with snow, shall we say. So, you know, when he thaws out, someone will find him. 
Um, he runs all the way back to find that the policewoman has got Audrey on the floor in cuffs. Yeah. Shannon's screaming, let me out, let me out. And then the police lady has literally got a gun on Henry the second he walks into the bedroom. Who were Henry? Didn't so, see that one coming. I I had to rewind it and go, what the hell just happened? Because I didn't... It, it's it, so, it's quick. so quick. It's so quick. So for all... Henry is being told, you're under arrest, Henry, for the, for the kidnapping of Shannon, whatever her face is. But at the same time, Shannon is screaming her head off, let yeah. me go, let me out, let me go. And then all of a sudden she goes, you are safe, but there's one more thing I have to do. And she shoots herself in the head. Yep. Um, Actually, under the chin. Even worse. Under yep. the chin. Oof. And then she becomes a part of the house. But she, she is becomes- a re- on repeat. <laughs> she is, yeah, she's living that on loop over and over and over again. And when Ian comes around, they they say to, like, Ian's downstairs when he's looking through the book and says, you know, um, you've opened the doors to purgatory. Where is your vessel? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, she's upstairs. Come with us. Up the stairs they go. And they walk into the bedroom and, and Ian's standing there. And um, he he's having a discussion with her about, like, she needs to put salt down to make sure they don't come in. The spirits don't come yeah. into the room anymore. Um, if Jackson's already in the room, then it's fine. Whatever's in here is in here after that. Never mind. Yeah. Um, and he, so he gets them all ready and then he says, I've got to take this away and I've got to study it and what. So he disappears anyway. So Ta-da. then he comes back the next day and they're all upstairs in the bedroom. And Ian comes upstairs when nobody answers the door. Doors left open with all this going on upstairs. Doors left wide open. Up the stairs. Amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gets into the bedroom. And then you see the police woman come up and go bang. And they went, yeah, she's been at this all night. <laughs> it's just how blase yeah. Audrey was about it. There is, honestly, it if I could describe this film in one word is blase. Cause they are so <laughs> blase about everything. It's like, yeah, she's, she'll do it again in a minute. Hang yeah. on. She's coming back. Um, and <laughs> again, another thing that would have just, I don't know. I like, there's, there's a lot of running themes in this movie and I know the main one is the loss, the grief and the guilt and, you know, wanting to just just being able to put something fucking right. Like what, and being given that, I totally get that. But the ghost side of it, so much more interesting and for me anyway. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like it was explored enough. Oh, they're just no, I think There would have been a possibility for, I'm not saying like a 13 ghost ripoff, but the book could have had something in it about like the visitations mm-hmm. of say three, a visitation of three or a sacrifice, which would have been the policewoman or yeah. something like that. Um, it would have made more sense to than just random ghosties opportunist showing up. Uh-huh. ghosts. Yeah. Um Yeah. I I think that we used as kind of like a, a scare tactic. Like, look at yeah. he's oh, he's another ghost. Here's a contortionist ghost gonna go bite your dummy. Um yeah. I just think that I think that I can't really put into words what I feel on the ghosts because I did actually like that aspect of it. I just wanted more. Yeah. I mean, this at this point, Ian's done all his research. He's in he's been in his mum's basement screaming at her, and then he comes, like I say, he comes there and she's the ghost is on repeat, but he has some blood, which nobody questions. Where'd you get that blood from, Ian? Where's where's, oh. where's your little Tupperware of blood come from? So he draws the line of blood right next to the line of salt. And then what you do is you see in the doorway, 
the policewoman comes to come in and shoot herself again, but she turns right around and walks off again. Yeah. So it's done something, whatever it was, the blood and the salt. Um, so he then starts to set up another, like, pentagram on the floor drawn in blood. Always, it's always a pentagram. Or a pentacle. It might be It'll a probably be It'd probably be pentacle if it's anything... Because it has a circle, so it's a. I think it's circles of pentacle, isn't it? And the without I is a pentagram. I, sh- I should know, um, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, one on my back. <laughs> from from what I've gathered, he, he he paints that onto the floor, and uh, Henry keeps getting phone calls after phone calls and text messages, and Henry looks at his phone and it's the kill star, wearing, motherfucker from the the cult that. It, rings henry and says ian's lost his mind he murdered his mother and he covered the house in symbols before he left last night and the police are here <laughs> asking me questions and she's like i don't even believe in that shit in the end and i was like i fucking knew it yeah <laughs> you fucking poser yeah i have so pentacle pentagram i have if you don't know me personally i do like the witchy side of life and I have a symbol because I've been following it for a very long time. And I have the symbol on my back of the goddess, the divine. But I have it upside down. So I don't technically have the goddess and divine. I have a satanic pentagram with the goddess divine symbol around it. <laughs> Didn't realize the tattoo was to put it on upside down. <laughs> it's my it's my version of a tram stamp. Hail Satin. Yeah. yeah, it's upside down. So <laughs> it's kind of like a mixture of both, but I couldn't tell you if it's pentagram or pentacle. I'm not I I'm pretty sure a circle dictates around that it's a pentacle. If it has a circle around it, it's a pentacle. If it has if it's no circle, it's a pentagram. Or it could be the other way around, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it way. It I is. don't in, in my in my practice, I don't follow the ways of the wicker and the pentagrams and stuff like that. So I <laughs> It's I'm, just I'm, a symbol. It, it, yeah. it, at the end of the day, anything like that, any symbol, any any um, doodle, any rune, they're only worth the stock you put into them. If you that's don't true. put any stock into them, then they mean nothing. So that's very true. Well, they put a lot of stock into this one. Yes, they bloody they put, did. They put the fucker on the floor, and it started to shimmer and shine after he um painted it because he started reading words out of his um. What looked like a burnt book? Did it look burnt to you? Like they pulled it out it, of a fire? Yeah, it did. Um, I know that they tried to stick because the books that they they used essentially books of the dead, and they didn't. They tried to stay away from the name Necronomicon because <laughs> they don't want to confuse that yeah. with another horror movie franchise. Um, or, or the H.P. Lovecraft massive novel, which I have downstairs. Do you? Yeah, the the Necronomicon is like this big. It is. Oh, I've hell. seen it. Um, I've only just found a new, I found not a new love because I never had one, but a love for HP Lovecraft. Um, it, I think it was a, a a TV show. Um, or was it Reanimator that I kind of like? Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot when it comes to Lovecraft. He. A lot, you can find a lot of his themes like running underneath through a lot of movies mm-hmm. um, but yeah there's I mean Jeffrey and Barbara do have done another one after this as after Reanimator as well really 
they did another Lovecraftian type movie as well. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I've gone blank. Uh, I remember Castle Fruit. No, that's not the one, is it? Oh, I can't fucking. I can't remember. I've gone blank. It, my brain is full of nargles. Um, <laughs> that is a loony Lovecraft reference there. <laughs> love good, love good. See, talking about Lovecraft. There we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, the book just looks really mishmashy. Yeah, just pages and pages of either burnt paper and like like a scrapbook. Is that the way, like. is that the way they try to get away with it? It's an old book because yeah, some like pages didn't look like they were old. It looks yeah. quite crisp and fresh. So he's reading out of that, and he's <laughs> next thing you know, he goes and takes his shoes off. Right, this yeah. is where it got a bit weird. He, well, weirder. This got, got a bit weird, but did did I not want to try this in some way? Well, Ian went and took his shoes off, didn't he? And then he uh-huh. made a, 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 a satanic cross, the, the St. Michael, which, if you don't know, it's not a real thing. Okay, the upside-down cross is actually represented in the Bible. It is St. Michael, I, I'm pretty sure it's Michael, um, who said he wasn't worthy of being crucified like Jesus, so he wanted to be hung inverted because he said that he wasn't, you know, it, he wasn't worthy of being killed, you know, the way that, Jesus killed. Yeah. If um, I'm if I'm right, it's just a it's I think unworthy is the right word and just fallen, kind of like as in yourself has fallen. Well the, the the thought on this is that a crucifix is only a crucifix when it has Jesus on it. So the inverted cross is just mm-hmm. an it's an upside down cross and it is represented in the Bible by that that I I'm, it might I might have got the name completely wrong because I'm not versed. It's been a long time since I've been Sunday school. Um, and if I, I went once and got asked to leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, the, the 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 whole thing about the upside down cross is in the Bible. It's not a satanic thing. Um, no. It's just been attributed to it because people just like the idea of flipping something on the head. Yeah. But yeah, it's not an up. <laughs> when you see just a plain cross that's inverted, it's actually not. Uh, um uh, a crucif you know like they're like oh it's not a really it's not a religious symbol not really no but it no. could be I if didn't you know the whole, like i didn't like know whole the crucifix and jesus i actually have a even though i don't believe i just find this piece very beautiful i have a crucifix in my kitchen with jesus hanging off it it's about this big it's metal it's sharp the edges are sharp as fuck and i got it from the sacre coeur in paris and I went, oh my god, I actually quite like that. I want it, and it was, it, I think at the time there was still francs. It wasn't like euros. I was like, I'm gonna have that because I'm so fucking different. <laughs> our entire hallway, when you walk into our house, um, you have a hallway uh, from the front door, and it goes into the kitchen and the front room and upstairs. It's covered in religious iconography. We've got Jesus, Mary, hundreds of crosses. Um, we've got. Yeah, so cool it's loads and loads of, we've even got bun jesus and bun jesus was one of the best things i've ever bought it is a cross on the wall and there's a bit of wire going from the bottom to jesus jumping off the crucifix like he's bungee jumping so it's I'm called just bun getting jesus. it yeah. <laughs> and it is one of the best things that's up on the we've oh, got that is um, brilliant we've got so many different weird things um when we went to spooky empire they had the tattoo convention at the same time and uh, one of the guys from Ink Master was there, um, Mark, and he he'd done a uh, 
Dave Navarro as Mary, as like <gasps> the mother Mary, and it said only Dave can judge us on the bottom. Oh. So I've got that on the wall. So anything sort of religiously and weird and, and like iconography and it's we've got our satanic temple um membership certificates all framed as well to scare mm. to scare people and then rob's mum's painted a couple of jesus's up like zombies so when you walk in you see it's just... Com- confu- confusion confusion scare the Jehovah's. it's great i love scaring oh, the Jehovah's. that is that sounds so cool um i've just got in my hallway marilyn Actually, I have a few prints from um, stuff to do with our wedding, but I have a six foot, maybe seven foot canvas of Marilyn Monroe placed perfectly at the end of my hall. So as I walk out, I say hello to her. And as I am leaving, I can say goodbye to her. So I always say hello and goodbye to Marilyn as I leave my house. And um, she's been with us for years. I have. She is old. She is you know, dated as fuck. There's no way of cleaning that without actually ruining that. But she's been with us for so many years. I can't part with her. I don't care how she looks on me wall. She's fucking class. Um, I was going to say something else about... Oh, yeah. my G- I used to have a Jesus t-shirt that said, don't fuck with a Jesus from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> but it's just... But it was like a mashup of... Um, of don't fuck with the Jesus and Buddy Christ at the same time. Fuck. Um and I decided to wear it in Florida. <laughs> I know. Man, you need Jesus. <laughs> no, I got a lot of love. Cause people saw it as you don't fuck with the Jesus. Oh God, it so I am down wow. with it. I am down with the Christians. I actually got a lot of love. Um <laughs> so yeah, could have gone really wrong though in Florida. <laughs> Sorry if there's anyone from Florida listening to us. I do apologize. Right, back to the movie. <laughs> so Ian started the ritual. And oh, that's right. His feet. He cuts his feet, but he does it in a way at which he's done the upside down cross on both of the soles of his feet. So when he walks, he's leaving blood trails. You've got the little crosses, and I'm like. Did I just see that right? And I rewound it a little bit and watched it back. And he did. Because you don't see him do it, but you see him do no. something. And you're not sure what it is he's doing. So clearly he's cutting his feet then to do it. So he's he's walking to the, the pentacle pentagram on the floor. Um, and then he starts reading out of the book. Um, and then does he get Audrey and Henry to both blood sacrifice and cut their hands open again at that point? Or was that in the earlier ritual? It's very confusing at this point to me. This, to be honest, this bit really just mushed into a lot because there was a lot going on, um, because all the ghosts kind of appear at that time, um, shit kind of gets weird. I might have checked out for a few minutes mentally, like just no, well, <laughs> what the fuck? He's there screaming, covering himself in blood, isn't he? Yeah, um, oh, that's right. And then just bucket of blood contortionist guys back in the corner but the reason why they're all in there is because when ian came back in the room he accidentally kicked the salt line out so you know the dick who wanted to put there in. in the he wanted to put there in the first place he was clever enough to say put the salt down to stop them and ensured that it actually worked but wasn't clever enough to check his fucking feet as he's walking <laughs> through the door yeah what a dick um so you get creepy contortionist man he's back um but then you get um 
he starts talking about like sacrificing the mother and he keeps going on about the mother, the mother and Shannon yeah. at this point had already slipped her cuffs and she just grabbed Audrey and she was threatening to stab Audrey with a glass at that point, wasn't she? Yeah, she managed to get she managed to get some glass. But before all of this happened, there was, like we were mentioning earlier, there was a lovely conversation and showed the the bond, the, the, I, not the change because Audrey would never waver from what she wanted to do, but the kind of like change in attitude towards Shannon because yeah. I, I fully believe they were going to dispose of her. Oh yeah, because there was that <laughs> bit, wasn't there, where Shannon starts talking to Henry, and Henry literally just sits there and he's like. But you don't understand. She, I I would gladly do anything that she wants me to do. It's mm-hmm. if it makes her feel better, I'm there for her. Mm-hmm. If if she believes that this is the way through, then I I will I will do it with her. And that is where you believe. Like okay, I think I know how this is going to turn out. And t- yeah. to a degree, yeah, you got there. But like, it wasn't how I thought they were going to end. No it that way so no not at all um but they had the conversation where they were gonna audrey was going to ask henry once the baby was born Mm. could shannon still live with them she's even said i am more than willing to be chained downstairs but i just want to be able to see this baby yeah even if it's jackson and it's not my baby i just want to be in this child's life i've carried it for nine months and audrey's like don't see why not Mm. And it kind of like has a, sh- a shift in their relationship. But obviously that goes out the fucking window by the time we're at the end because Shannon's now got a bit of glass up to Audrey's neck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, I know Audrey goes first, but I generally can't remember how. Oh, I know. Somehow she breaks free, and I can't remember how she breaks free from Shannon. Shannon's still got one cuff on and one cuff off, I think, at that point. Um, And Henry seems to manage to pull Audrey away or something like that. And then Ian starts going crazy, and and, uh, he stabs Audrey in the stomach. That's it. And he says, a mother is a mother. It doesn't matter which one of you needs to be sacrificed or something. Mm -hmm. Um. And then he takes all the blood off of Audrey and starts covering his head in it. And like his co-overs flapping in the wind. And he's he's like having a proper mental moment about how it was always going to be about him, like what he the 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 spell that he wanted to do rather yeah. than what was actually happening. Um he, wanted, he turned on them. Yeah, he basically wanted to bring something into the room rather than put something into her belly, I think, from what I could gather. Mm-hmm. He was trying to summon the, the devil. I think he wanted yes he yes that is absolutely right because that yes I'm going to say yes now yeah. and I'll explain myself later yeah but yeah the devil he wanted the full-on fucking devil in yeah. the room um it's not what they had originally obviously it was Sir Serge Sergeant that they had originally but he wants full-on fucking Beelzebub yeah. in the bedroom Helium. Yeah, um, he, <laughs> he, next thing you know, though, there's a mental patient, and I know that's not the correct term, but that's what this guy was like, looked like to me, like he was a hospital patient. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, practically piggybacks onto Ian and then starts like grabbing Ian, and then Ian's being dragged out of the room, and that's all you see of Ian ever again. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was a shit demise, I have to Th- say. It was for what he, for what he just yeah, did, for the character <laughs> build up that he had. 
And I was just like, you could have done something really creative there. Did you run out of money? I don't, I don't really know what the time. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was shit. It, it looked. Do you know what it looked like? Almost amateur. Al- yeah. Almost like that wasn't like we don't know how to wrap this bit up. Let's just. It, it, yeah, it didn't it, it, like yeah. almost like they wrote themselves in a corner with him. Yeah. And like, okay, we'll just we'll just have him dragged out the room. And it's it looks like the, even the shot doesn't look the same as the rest of the film. It's such an afterthought shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember that now. Scooty on out the door. And then he was gone, and that was that. And I was just like, oh, um, okay. So Audrey, he's been dragged out by a ghost. And from what I can remember, Henry is trying to still calm Sharon da- uh, Shannon down. Um, calm down, looking, woman. <laughs> and he's looking at uh, he's looking at Audrey. He's obviously absolutely devastated. And he's saying to to Shannon, calm down, calm down. And all of a sudden, all this blood just goes. All over Shannon, doesn't it? Out of Henry's mouth. And you look over at Audrey and you start to see like her back's cracking and contorting. And then old baghead, creepy contortionist man runs away. Yeah. Like literally runs away. Um, And like I say, you see all the cracking and that. And you see, start to hear like, I can't really explain it it's like the you know like when something's coming out of some a human you know like um when you see those body horror movies and, and yeah. like shedding the body you know that it's pretty it's much the bones cr- it's, yeah 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 the ribs cracking and all that sort of stuff yeah um and then obviously henry slowly starts to die and the same thing starts happening to henry as well and uh, this whole time shannon's freaking out trying to get free um but this is where it sort of fell flat for me. Okay. This last... The last bit. Minutes. Because I couldn't... You'd gone to the whole... The climax of the movie is this, that a demon was summoned from the the bones of Audrey and Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, so a demon is created. Just one, which you only see the silhouette of. You don't see any features, any figures you don't know if it's the devil a devil a demon you have no idea what it Mm. is i mean i might have missed it and ian might have said but i don't remember i I don't remember i had Um, to i had to go and find out because the ending is so ambiguous Um, and so so shannon then manages to get free and she legs it out the room she's accosted by every ghost in the house Um, oh yeah she meets everyone along the way they're still there yeah, Rory's still there in the garden telling her, you know, she's a bitch because she won't let him see the kids. And I'm like, what have I missed here? And then realised it's just, he that was part of his story. It's his hell. That's, then, his, that's his personal hell and to the point where he just puts his head in a wood chipper to end it. <laughs> but yeah, and then she speeds off in the in the four before, mm-hmm. stops in the middle of nowhere, which in the woods, I don't fucking think you'd have me stopping anywhere in the middle of the woods in the night. I mean, you cover. would have that thing walked out in front of us, I would. I couldn't see what it was. It looked like her. Yes. This to is a what... degree. So I was like... You didn't see Henry's back cracking. Right. It's only Audrey. Right. I thought it was, was Henry as well. Who is... If it is, then this video that I watched afterwards missed that. Because... No, you, you probably are right. I probably... Because it got so dark. It's so quick out. as well. That ending is so... Yeah, because they both had dark jumpers on, which is yeah. old-fashioned old knitted jumpers, right? Henry had I one love, on. 
Audrey had one on. So, but they were very similar in color. Like his was black and hers was dark purple. And because it was so dark in the room, it probably mm-hmm. was just her, to be fair. And I, I, I just presumed it was both. The devil got Audrey. All right. The devil got its baby. And the devil is walking in front of the car. Is that what it was? Yeah. And they both look at each other. They both realize they have, because then she puts a hand on her stomach and is like, you're still there. And the devil, they they kind of like, it's, it's almost like they have a moment with each other where they're like, you've got what you want. I've got what I want. I'm going to go this way. You're going to go that way. So is that easy? Because I just sat there and I was like, that I had to have that look. I had to go and watch a video for the ending of it to be explained yeah. because I'm like, one, I couldn't quite make out what it is I was looking at. You couldn't see because it's sort of the headlights stop here. Mm-hmm. You don't see a face again, which is probably a budgetary thing. When I did try and look up the budget, couldn't find diddly squat on how much they spent on this film. Mm. I'm guessing not a lot considering they used the director and writer's houses for the main of the... Well, that's know, what I film. thought. I thought it might be low budget in the... Yeah. If, if it's Damn. a Shudder movie, it usually is somewhere in the realms of next to nothing and a couple of, you know, um, toilet roll insides and, and a bit of this and spit and polish and stuff. But <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's... You just see what looks like her walking across the road, basically, in the headlights as yeah. Shannon's parked up. Um, and you see it looks pregnant and it looks... I couldn't work out whether it was a really overweight woman... Or a pregnant person. I couldn't pregnant because I, I only believe pregnant because just before Shannon puts her hand on her stomach, she puts her hand on her stomach. Right. And then Shannon kind of like does the same, realizes everything's okay. And they, they, she just what I'm referring to her as a sheep. I just only because after I saw a, a better image of it, it looked like a she. Um, and it just walks across, it just walks, walks away as in. You go one way, I'll go another. Well, I'll pass on, have to cross again. Jobs are good and see you later. I did see one video that said it was a type of demon called... Now, this this is the bit where I got confused because I couldn't... It was either called Van or Man because they weren't particularly forthcoming with the pronunciation on mm. that one. Um, and it is a perpetually pregnant demon. Oh. So I... <sighs> But then, to be fair, it could have been someone looking into Laura and went, oh, that fits. This will put that into the narrative. Because nowhere could I find any interviews with um, Justin or Kevin that would explain the storyline. No. Um, I've looked through, into, like, I've been looking for interviews on, on online. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. Just just reviews. And then the odd, um, there's, there's one video on YouTube that was an interview with the director and the... Um, writer but the it, it was done over a telephone call and they'd recorded oh. it and it was so bad you couldn't hear yeah was, the quality was awful and I was like I'm sure if I listen to this I probably have some resolution but within like two minutes of listening to it I was like no can't do this anymore this is so irritating <laughs> so- yeah this movie had no facts to go along with it um nothing of Apart from the housing situation and the fact that the the writers, where their background came from, that was all that was there. Um, I don't mind this movie for all that. It it had the bones, didn't it? Yeah, it did. 
it had a great I always love something that questions that, that gives you a question for yourself mm. like in in the in the midst of grief what lengths would I would I go to would I would I go as far as what Audrey and Henry would do to get over my grief I think for me I've come away with it a twofold it's a love story yeah massively massive especially when he, he goes it's just it's just all for her it's a love story in respect of how much Henry loves Audrey and what he'd do for Audrey and also a love story for Audrey for what she'd do for Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that respect, it is a love story. But then also, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it had the potential of having a bit of a, a cult following if they managed to 13 ghosts up the ghosts. Like if they had yeah. a, a tiny bit of lore in there might have gone a little way for mm-hmm. me I mean that's just a personal thing other people I know and I, honestly me, I, I, you know. I agree I think that's what I was I was just looking for a bit more substance when it came to the ghosts and yeah. you know just just to flesh that out just a little bit more I if anything I wanted more don't get us wrong I didn't at all through this film go when the fuck is this gonna end I was like <laughs> give me more give me more depth give me more of these ghosties I want to know I want to see more I think and it's the way it finished as well, where it was just so bump done. And I was like, oh, okay, we get nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. It literally finishes the second the pregnant demon devil person walks across the that the comes out of shot of the headlight, and, and that's the end. And it was like, oh. Yeah. Another movie where I'm not going to be able to look at fucking the forest when I go away to my log cabin <laughs> in September. Not going to be able to go and have a walk around the air walkways because oh forests fuck <laughs> that <laughs> how dare you With all those oh, big hey. trees and stuff um so that is anything for Jackson pretty much yeah this, yeah I, that is I, I did I've got one thing that I heard but I I don't know it's true because I didn't go back and watch it but mm. apparently there is a black cat nearly in every scene is there apparently and you'd so. think I'd pick that up. Given that one just came to try and turn my computer up earlier. <laughs> I don't know if it's a stuffed cat, a real cat, what, but hey. if you go on to IMDb, it is one of the very, there's only about 10 trivia things yeah. there, and that was one of them. <laughs> so, is that your part of call first on all researchers, IMDb? No, that's my mind. go-to if I cannot, <laughs> IMDb is my go-to if I can't find anything else. It is like, you know, and this is how desperate I was for this movie. Mm. I, I had to go to the trivia section and when I saw there was only like 10 in, in entries and uh, five of them were exactly the same, I was like, yeah, I've got no hope of finding anything on this yeah. one. I give up, you know, in all honesty, because I know that the idea of this was to look at something different. We yeah. know Mike has like such a great um, catalogue of reviews that he's done yeah. for his own horrors. And we knew that. So this is why we wanted to say like, Mike, just pick us some fucking random film and let us talk about it and I have thoroughly enjoyed it like I I, I'm getting into such a routine now where Tuesdays is my monster day and Friday I can break like Sunday up to Friday into Sunday so I've kind of like got a like a little bit but Tuesdays is my monster day so Tuesday I get to do everything monster related what would you rate this film then out of five oh I want to say about like three I was gonna go three and a half, so yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Same ballpark, three. Um, aesthetically, it's beautiful. It's stunning. Uh, character development. The Henry and Audrey characters. Yeah. You do get a, 
you you get to know them pretty much straight away and there's, there's well, not pretty much straight away but you, you get to get a sense of them too um I, I can sense what their lives are now what their lives were so I kind of feel like I got a lot out of them too to be honest if it was just them two on screen for like an hour and a half to sit and having a chat with each other I think I would have thoroughly enjoyed it because yeah. it just seemed like two so th- that opening scene with Audrey when she's doing that speech which is like yeah you have been kidnapped you are not <laughs> going to be harmed we're going to take good care of you oh wait Dr. What uh, wait we'll wait wait we'll just wait a minute it's the wait a minute bit yeah and this is Henry my husband <laughs> you will know as Dr. Walsh it was I almost thought we were getting some kind of like funny and there were some yeah. really funny lines in it um especially when they mentioned the book and he goes he explains the story how he went to Jerusalem and he was like oh god how much did you pay for it and he was like well I don't have a life savings anymore and it's like, there were some really like funny bits and um, Henry was such a warm character, such a warm person. When he was talking to Shannon, the reason Shannon was picked was due to her lifestyle. One, she had no family. Two, she didn't want the baby. There was a lot of anxiety around that. Yeah. And the 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 doubt and hesitation comes a bit more into play when Henry has another conversation with her because there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a conversation between him and Shannon where she accepts the baby. Yeah. And she's happy. And Henry's like, shit, you're not going to be happy very soon, are you? I'm going to come shit all over that pet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for me, three and a half, because I love the idea of having two protagonists that aren't your typical Mm -hmm. 20-something-year-olds. Yes. uh, I love the concept that the last thing you would expect two elderly, elder people to be doing is to summon devils to do satanic rituals to bring back oh, their grandson. Or even just think fantastic. to join a satanic cult. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's fantastic. No matter which way I look at it, I just think it's a fantastic thing to even think of in your brain. Um, mm-hmm. I love the idea that it was a minimal cast. I love yeah. the idea that um, you saw the nods to things, whether they were intentional or not. There was nods to like a lot of films, like we say, like Damien and, and things like that. And then... Um, it's it's a refreshing movie it is it really was it was something it was i felt i feel like i think we've talked about this before with horror mm. there is such a trope and it is it, we're starting to see the same thing over and over again whether it be theme aesthetic color characters stuff like that it's just like the same old same old mm-hmm. and then this is just so far out of my horror wheelhouse that I was like, oh, yes, mm. this is what this is why I wanted to do this for because I wouldn't go out my way and watch that. I think I've I've li- I've lingered over it a couple of times in the respect of that when I flick through Shudder. Problem with Shudder is they they make the video front pages look fantastic and then you'll watch the film and it'll be so bad. Yes, like, tell us about I'm- it. I've always been incredibly weary when I'm on Shudder about the the fronts, yeah. like the covers. And I lingered over it a couple of times and read it, and I was like, "Oh, I, d- I don't know," because I think I said to you, didn't I, last week when we went off off air? I said, "Has it got an upside down crucifix with some faces in it?" And you were like, "Yep." I was like, "I knew I'd seen it somewhere." <laughs> so, Shudder. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's like I, I I think three out of five is solid. They would have got probably a four had they done a bit more character development on the uh, the, the demons, ghosts, whatever yeah. you want to call them. 
but yeah i'm happily sitting at three and a half on that one i i, I think i i highly recommend anyone to go and watch it um even if we have spoiled the whole thing for you <laughs> it's true. been out four years it's been out four years you know you can't yeah really... we're, we're in safe grounds we're in safe grounds yeah. hopefully um we've not upset mike throughout this whole thing and he's not just been screaming into the abyss about um, what I we're think seeing mike does every time i open my mouth i think mike's like oh, god <laughs> This I'm just going to disagree a... with everything she said. So. There's been a couple of occasions where I see his comments going, I agree with you, Dan. And I'm like, oh my God, that must have taken everything in you to say that. <laughs> I, I do on occasion make sense, but I will I will <laughs> underline on occasion. So yeah. Well, we will visit Mike's picks later on down the line. Yes, we will. But next week. Next week. What was, that? what was that? Oh my gosh, right, okay. I get you, I get you. So next week, we're going into a big hitter. Um, I want to say possibly the last big hitter, but no, oh no, he's not, he's not, he's not. Way but more he, than that. Absolutely, but he is a big hitter. Um, he is sat to my left right now, but if, if nobody can see him, because I don't know how far <laughs> Paul cuts these out. Um, we are doing Ghostface next week. I feel like I could have introed that a lot better. That is that I'm disappointed in myself because I have a lot of love for the Scream franchise. Um, we're doing <laughs> we're doing Ghostface next week, so we're going to be looking at Ghostface. Uh, see if he's a contender for the Kill Count Champ. One to five or six. Six. We're at six now. Six. We're at six now. What we won't yeah. be doing, and I'm going to say this right here, right now, we will not be talking about the controversy that is happening around season uh, season. Film seven. Um, no, because frankly, I'm not looking into it because I'm not going no. into politics because politics no. has no place for me on this podcast, mm-hmm. on my page no. or anywhere like that. Because exactly. politics, it, it, lovely if that's what you want to focus on, but really that's not where we're at. We're not no. going to discuss it. If you bring it up in the comments, in the chats, I'm not going to look at it or respond to it. In all honesty, I'll probably delete it. I'm going to be completely honest because there's I, a lot of controversy around it, the the last uh, the next screen divisive. movie. Yeah, it's far exactly. too divisive, and 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 uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you sneeze in the direction of one or the other, and you're in trouble. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no. going down. <laughs> not at all, not at all. So I'm making the decision right now, not talking about it, not talking about anything to do with it. Um, we'll delete anything that's brought up in comments because I'm, I'm a bit, I'm about the, I'm about. The come about what's already been released, and I want to talk about what's already been released. And I fuck me, I just want to talk about the first film. Just like let's get it, let's just talk about the first film. I love it. Um, so yes, Ghostface is next week. I'm very, very much excited for Ghostface. Very excited. I've got a lot of watching ahead of me, but I don't mind because I enjoy all of these. So well, I say all of these apart from the last um, five and six, not too much. But one um, five is on Netflix. They were all on either Amazon for free or Netflix, all of them. There's a ah, there's a mixture, isn't there? It's like Prime's got two, yeah, three, all of them. Yeah, they're across everywhere. To be honest, I own them. They're right there. Um, (laughs) I could just quite easily turn a, a, you know, one of the playstations on, but it's it's honestly it's so much effort when all I have to do is pick my remote up and just click a button. I'm not buying number five for love nor money. That can get in the bin. No, but I would buy six. I wouldn't buy six either. But if it was mm-hmm. between five and six, I'd buy six. But well, uh, yeah. we'll have it. We'll have that conversation next week. Oh, um, we will. Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, we will. 
Um, <laughs> we are up every Monday on YouTube, premiering at 7 o'clock. If you can like, share and subscribe, we are close. Now, I don't know. This is Bearing in mind, this goes out on Monday. I don't know how we will be by then. Maybe we passed it. Maybe we are just near it. But we're close to 2,000 subscribers on, our, on the YouTube channel. And really, really having a big push. So tell your friends, tell your neighbours, tell your mom, tell your dad, just tell anyone. Then tell them to come and check out the Masters of North podcast that is available on YouTube and on audio every Tuesday. Oh, that it? oh that's right. The uh, Oh, that's right. I got too excited about telling your parents and telling everyone. Our links for Facebook, our links for Nerdy Up North, Bleeding Marvelous, and Monsters Up North is down below. If you can, go and give Monsters Up North some big fucking love on Instagram and on TikTok. I would be thoroughly pleased. Please to God, go and check out Dan's Instagram and TikTok. You have just hit a milestone as well. Facebook, we've just hit 40,190 followers. Um, that's a lot of people yeah crazy because i don't buy likes i i never buy likes what what we get is just no, by word of mouth and, and stuff like that i boost yeah. a post but that doesn't necessarily mean i'm paying no no life. no wait, no nerdy up um, never done the same but it's uh it's fucking phenomenal and also you've just um bleeding marvelous is just getting some new merch in we got a lot of stuff <laughs> we got stuff <laughs> you want some stuff and some things we got yeah. it so uh sarah peach thank you just say thank you thank you because uh it's on its way she's bought some bits so oh my god well i haven't been paid yet so well i have but it hasn't been paid yet so you never know maybe more but yeah please check out bleeding marvelous and um, they do have some fantastic stuff coming out and already out the bag is just looks fucking brilliant i'm not gonna <laughs> lie uh, there'll be a lot coming across social media in the next next little while um pure horror she's um gonna be doing a, us a little media little campaign goody. yeah and also emily boo but trying to get hold of emily at the moment she's she she does a thing where she has a social media blackout mental health which is completely understandable oh my god um, all power to her i wish i had yeah. the, i wish i had the strength so yeah so when when she's back online again i'm sure she'll be she's she's going to be debuting one of the bags as well so oh wow bits and pieces so yeah a lot of exciting stuff coming your way there really <laughs> is we've got a lot of stuff coming so keep your open. yeah you've heard it sounds amazing <laughs> um needless to say i'm gonna be skinned um I feel like that's it. Is that it? So it is. Yeah. It is. So all that's left to say is goodbye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, everyone. Stay spooky. Bye. <laughs>